Uh, I just wanted to touch on a couple of things there. I haven't had a chance to um, talk about the Bible College sign-up. Um, but um, if you're still thinking about it, if anybody in the room, raise your hand if you're still thinking about it, signing up. Raise your hands. So you've all signed up if you've been thinking about it. All right? Oh, I see people online raising their hands. I see it all over the world. But if you are still thinking about it, it's, it's, it's so important to your spiritual growth. And also to continue into second year for those that were in first year continuing on. Because there's nothing that the enemy wants more than to steal the word from you. Because if he can steal the word, he's got you. He doesn't have to worry about taking your job or making you sick. Because once he's got the word out of your heart, you can't fight back. And so it's so important to, to give these two years to the Lord. And as I said, we don't teach you know, necessarily the Greek and all that. We teach you how to be a, a strong, passionate believer. To be able to decipher the, the Old and the New Testament. What's the different covenants. All the important things that you need to know that will change your life. Even after one semester, I usually tell people... Look, at the end of the first semester, if you didn't feel like you really got anything out of it, I'll give you all your money back. Money back guarantee. Because I have yet to see anybody at the end of the first semester not like this. Like, what just happened? I did not know that. Yes, because it's, it's that good. So, uh, you know, make, please, if you haven't yet signed up, because once we get going, it's, you can't join in after the fact. Um, and then also one thing that uh, Pastor Brian was saying about being ready for what's coming down the pipeline, as I said, with the possible lockdowns and all that nonsense, is also to, um, you know, if you have cash in the bank, I would move at least some of it into silver and gold. There's a guy right here in Escondido that sells. Terry, if you don't know, you can always ask my husband, Terry. He knows him and uh, he's trustworthy and move money out of that bank account into silver and gold, folks. Uh, it's what you need, especially if you've watched the dollar depreciate and, and the power that they have with numbers in the bank, okay? Get stuff in your actual hands. Um, be smart. Be wise. It's not fear. God gives us wisdom. He says, look at the signs and the times. Read them. Read them. The church should be the wisest. We should not be the one that's in need when problems come. We should be the ones that can help people. Move your money now. Go and stock up on stuff. You can see what's coming. Get your cans of tuna. Get whatever you want. Be prepared. If it doesn't get that bad, that's great. That's fine, you know? But we are in California, which is the best state to be when trouble comes, right? Come on now. We are praying for our governor to leave. Um, I'm sorry, what? He just said pray for your leadership. He didn't say pray for what. So I'm praying. He's going. Okay. So just be prepared. Um, in other good news, uh, thank you for those that have jumped on and supported us with social media this week. Um, YouTube especially, is, which is the one that we were struggling with a little bit, just a dramatic pickup in the last um, week since everybody been helping. We gained, uh, we gained a thousand subscribers and now there's videos taking off. We're about to go viral. One has 16,000 views on it this morning. So um, I appreciate all of you jumping on and doing that. Uh, we hit 50,000 subscribers on Facebook this morning. Come on, Jesus. But to top it all off, we had, from what we can count, 18 salvations since last Sunday. 18 people, 18 said, I prayed it. Now, given it's hard to track because there's so many different posts where people can write that, this is just what we can track. 
okay? There's 18 salvations and at least 15 of them signed up for the book, God's Plan for Your Life, and now we're responding to them um, already. So this is, it's awesome. It's working. And I'm going to give you a praise report every time we have them as they keep going so you can be part of what God is doing. And it is awesome. All right. Here we go. So if I, um, if I had to ask you, or if I had to tell you that you could have one prayer answered by God, whatever you want for your life, what would be the thing that you would ask God for? If you could have one prayer answered for you personally, meaning not like, oh, I want the salvation of my child, because, you know, that's obviously we want that. But one prayer for you would be, for your business to flourish? Would it be a million dollars? Would it be uh, to be a, a loving person? Would it be to be a bold person? What, what would you ask God for a miracle? I venture to say that the most important thing you could ask God for would be to hear his voice more clearly. Because if you can hear the voice of God more clearly, then everything else will come into perspective. You will have direction, you'll have guidance, you'll have wisdom, you'll make the right decisions, your business will flourish, your relationships will flourish, everything around you will flourish because you can hear the voice of God more clearly. Are you with me? So if that's a question, the thing to ask is, is that a realistic question to ask God for? Is it something that we can ask God? Well, God says this in his word. He says that if you ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So he's saying, if you ask anything according to my will, and his will is his word, if you ask anything according to that, he hears you. So then the question would be, is that in the word? Can we go and ask God to hear his voice more clearly? Well, let's look at the scriptures. John 10 verse 27 says this. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Simple verse. Jesus uses the the terminology of shepherd and sheep frequently in the New Testament. His audience at the time understood it very clearly. Us, maybe, not so much, because unless you're a farmer, you might not get that. But, um, you know, sheep, they don't have great eyesight, but they have good hearing. And so that's the thing. They follow their shepherd. They know his voice over anybody else's. So Jesus is saying, look, if you're actively trying to be my sheep, you're following me, you're reading your Bible, you're praying, coming to church, you love me, then you are naturally geared to hear my voice. You will hear it and you will know it. I'm speaking to it and you know my voice. So he's giving you that answer. Another place he says in John chapter 16 and verse 13, he says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. So we serve a living, communicating God. He is not silent. He wants to talk to you, and he is talking to you all the time. He talks to you through creation. Some of you maybe more noticeably than others. Maybe you see that you see the sunset and you just feel the love of God. You, you just sense his creativity in your life. Or you walk past the stream and you, you just see his goodness. Whatever it is, you, you see it, a butterfly pa- flies past. Or you see a sunflower and you're just like, oh God, you love me. You know? And that's okay because that is, he's speaking to you. He speaks to you through his holy Bible, like we said, all the time. If you want to hear his voice clearly, you can go to the, the scriptures. Um, and then he also speaks to you through other people. 
Uh, maybe you've got some friends that you, you're with and you're like, man, I feel like the Lord just spoke to me through that person. Or sitting here today, the Lord speaks to me. I'm speaking to you what he's given me. Now, as you listen and receive, the Holy Spirit will make it come alive for you. Whatever it is that you need to hear out of this, as you actively sit listening, he will speak to you. So you can expect that. And of course, he speaks through his spirit directly to your spirit. There's lots of different ways that God can speak to you. And I'm only going to touch on a few. And even before I get to the keys that I'm going to be talking about today, some of the ways he talks to you will be in a vision. You could have a vision. A very common way God speaks that a lot of people don't pay attention to is in dreams. See, God doesn't speak English. He can lower himself to speak English, but he doesn't speak English. He is, his language he can communicate through everything but he does communicate to you through your dreams a lot of the time it's his language not the enemies satan can't give you dreams only god can it's his language you on the other hand can cause yourself to have dreams because of the pizza pizza is to blame again i'm telling you that's for you oliver or the beans and rice and the steak whatever it is and just your daily weight of what you're carrying, you can, your subconscious will try and work it out at night, all that you've got going on, and you'll have some crazy dreams. I'm going to give you a very simple way to know if God is trying to talk to you or if it's you. This is it. If it's a dream from the Lord, it'll be one single dream. If you have multiple dreams, it's not from God. So if you have a dream where you're like, man, I was talking to this person and uh, this was happening. And the next minute I was in a boat on the water and there was waves coming. And then the next dream I was in the shopping mall and I was, that's not from God. Because all through scripture, God is very clear. It's one single dream that matters. Sure, you can be changing locations in the dream. We could have walked out here into the parking lot, but it's all in the same dream. You understand? So that's the easiest, simplest way when you wake up. The other thing is when you wake up, it will be vivid. If it's from God... It will be vivid. It'll be one dream. You'll remember it. I encourage you to write down everything you can remember from the dream. Write down if you see any colors, if there was anything in it that was in color, because that's, that's God speaking to you specifically about that thing. Um, also, write down how you felt in the dream. And this is actually not a sermon on dreams, but I'm going to go here for a minute. Um, how you felt in the dream is very important. So just because you saw a snake in the dream, a snake is not necessarily a demon. A snake is wisdom if it's God putting it in there. So if you see a snake and you're at peace, or you, you, then God is saying you need wisdom in this decision you're about to make. So if you feel fear, then you know there's something going wrong, right? So be aware of, be a, a, alert to how you felt in the dream when you had it. What, what was the emotion I felt? Write that down. If the dream is about you personally, there's also another couple of things you can break down. One is, is it symbolic or is the dream um, an actual event that's happening? For instance, if you dream that you had a car accident or you, and you see it vividly happen, then when you wake up, you pray over yourself, protection, over the situation, you pray like your life depends on it. And this has happened before, and I, this actually just happened to somebody this week, because God is warning you. So you pray against it. The person has, gets in the car accident. Guess what? The car is wrecked. They walk away from the accident. God's protection. Okay? Maybe you couldn't pray enough to, to completely get out of it because somebody else's will is involved, and that person ran the red light, 
You know, there's only so much God can do, but he did protect you, understand? Then the other thing is if it's a symbolic dream, if it's symbolism in the dream, you'll know what I mean. For instance, if you're pregnant and you're 70. <laughs> symbolism, okay? Even when I had a dream I was pregnant, I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, definitely symbolism, definitely, definitely. We're going with symbolism, Jesus. It's just an example, okay? So look, and you'll understand if it's symbolic, then it's up to you to, to decipher. The best person to, to decipher it is going to be you. Because God will use things for you that are, are symbolic, that you would get hold of, that somebody else, if you told them the dream, they'd be like, what? You're pregnant? No, like you would... It makes sense to you. So you can always ask somebody else, but usually you're the one who needs to decipher it, okay? So that will also help you when you're getting a dream. But um, the Lord will speak to you, and the more you pay attention to them, the more he'll speak to you. Um, just this week, um, somebody close to us that I know had a dream uh, about something. I don't want to tell the details because it's, it's, it's very uh, real what happened. Um, and it was something terrible that happened to a friend of theirs. And three days later, it happened. And she reached out to me. I was like, I can't believe, why did God give me this dream? I said, you're not going to like the answer. I said, because you were supposed to pray against it. You were supposed to pray for that person. Intercede, because God was saying, please pray. They're not believers. I can't do anything in their life unless somebody prays. Pray. She didn't. The, the incident happened. She didn't know. She called me after the fact. It's very serious. So don't be like, well, I can't believe you showed me that. Well, what did you do about it? <laughs> Pray. Um, I'll use my, my husband. I won't mention his name. He, uh, <laughs> no, not my husband's name. The person he dreamt about, you guys. <laughs> it's not like the church is 5,000 people yet and we don't know his name. You know what I'm saying? Um, so anyway, he had a dream and he says, I had this crazy dream. He said, in the dream, um, I'm not going to mention the names of the people that were there, but he, he knew that um, they represented evil. I can just tell you it was evil presence and that he felt the danger of these people. And in this dream, he turns to a guy, a friend of his he hasn't seen in 20 years, that was a Navy SEAL, right? Navy SEAL. And he's not on Facebook. He hasn't even seen a picture of him in 20 years. And in the dream, he calls him by his name. He said, let's just say it was Matt. He goes, Matt. Go and, go and be with Cindy. Go and protect Cindy. And Matt turns to him and says, no, I don't want to hear about all that Jesus stuff. And I'm like, wow, that's great. You won't even come protect me because I'm going to tell you about Jesus? Like, like, how much do I talk about Jesus that you won't even? But that's not the point, you know. And then, so he says this, and then he wakes up, and he says, isn't that weird? I said, what the Lord is saying is his salvation is hanging in the balance. There's nobody to pray for him. He's in an evil, he's surrounded by evil. You haven't seen this man in 20 years. It's not like you've been on Facebook looking at his pictures and you dreamt about him. Get where I'm going. He calls him by his name, sees him clearly, and the first words out of his mouth is, I don't want to hear about the Jesus stuff. He wasn't even following the Lord at the time when he knew him, right? So how would he know them? I said, God is trying to tell you, he's, this guy is older than Terry too, I, you need to pray for his salvation. Nobody else on the planet is praying for this man to get saved. I don't have a way in. He's surrounded by evil. Pray. Pray for him. You're the only person praying for his salvation. Do you understand the weight of the responsibility you have as a believer? 
what an awesome responsibility we have from God. So your dreams are important. When you get them, pay attention, write them down. If you don't, if you, if you need somebody to ask, ask somebody else around you, say, hey, you know, what do you think of this? But don't take it for granted, all right? Okay. Um, another way he'll speak to us is through impressions. Um, impressions are like, if I said to you the movie Titanic, if you've seen it, you've seen it? Please, God, let you have seen it, because uh, it's very hard to explain what my point if, I, if you haven't seen it. Okay, so you've seen the movie. Suddenly, you have a whole idea of the movie, okay? Young guy on the boat, the girl in the front, woo, you know, the drawings, big blue diamond, boat goes down, ah, super sad, right? So you have the whole movie without going through all the movie. You just get it, right? It's an impression. So when the Lord speaks to you, sometimes it's an impression. You can't, if I had to try and explain it in a word, I mean, it's like a page long to try and explain what I just know, right? And that happens a lot when I'm praying for somebody. I'll just know, I'll just get an impression, pray against depression, pray against this, and I'll just start praying, and out will come this flow. It wasn't the exact words, depression. I just understood the sense, the impression. And the Lord will give you this uh, a lot. I just feel like I should do this, or I just feel impressed to do this direction. So impressions are one of them. Burdens is another way. You suddenly have a burden to pray. It's like, oh, I just don't feel so good. I got to pray for somebody else. I just have this burden upon me. I'm sad. I'm thinking about this person and I'm sad. That's a burden God's communicating with you. Another way is suggestion. And this is usually our super quick minds thinks it's us. <laughs> and in the meantime, it's God. So the suggestion would be something like, hey, you know, you should uh, add this and this to, to your business. It will really help it flourish. You should really hire a marketing person. And, or you, in your relationship, hey, you know, you should try this and this, or you should write a book. And these suggestions come, and most of the time we just think it's our bright self. <laughs> in actual fact, it's the Lord. Because remember, you and the Holy Spirit are one. The Spirit of Almighty God, Holy Spirit, lives inside of you. So in actual fact, the majority of the thoughts you have are not yours. They're coming from the Spirit of God. What you're trying to do is learn to decipher which is which. Just like an example with the suggestion is, from my life, um, it was back in 2019 when my mom uh, got hit with the myasthenia gravis, the autoimmune, and she almost died multiple times that year and was in the ICU and, and as you remember, in and out of the hospital. And, and, and so even the next couple of years as she's been, my dad was her primary caregiver, um, my dad was having to miss some, Bible, some nights on Monday nights for Bible college. And I had this idea that I said to my dad, you know what I want to do is I want to video record your lectures. I said, because I think if you're having to take care of mom on a night or you're having to be away in the hospital, then I'll be able to play your video for the students that are in the classroom. So he said, okay. So we started doing that back when we had the older cameras and then we've got the newer ones. And so the students will remember sometimes having to come in this class, switch classrooms and come in here because we were busy recording. And so we videotaped all of his lectures. So when you come to Bible college, only for those here, not for correspondence, when it's dad's turn to lecture, you'll be watching Dr. Henry. Because, I mean, who can do eschatology and demonology like him? Okay? It's just not even... I mean, when he talks about raising the dead and healing, like, come on. I mean, half my students almost wet themselves. They laughed so hard <laughs> last year. I mean, you just... Nobody can do it like him. 
And what a beautiful thing to have. I would never even in a million years imagined that he wouldn't be here ever, not lecturing, at least not for years to come. But God knew. And all those years ago gave me the suggestion, do this. And now we have that. So you got those are just many of the ways that we can hear the Lord talking. Um, but you know, I think we know that God wants to talk to us. We know he communicates with us. But I, honestly, the thing I hear the most from people is they'll say this, I just, I, I just don't hear God, or I have trouble hearing God. Or, you know, you say, you say prayer is a two-way conversation, but honestly, I feel like I, I go to him with my prayer requests and, my, and, and the issues I'm having, and I need direction, and all I'm getting is a busy tone. You know, it's just what people say. Uh, and I get what it feels like when you know that God is real, but somehow he seems distant or maybe like he's ignoring you because you don't hear the answers of the prayers that you expect. And the thing that will drive people away or make them lukewarm and cold from Christianity is not actually having a true relationship with Jesus. And the sad thing is it's not for lack of trying. Because if you love Jesus, you actually want to know him. You want to have a, a conversation, but you're like, how? Nobody ever teaches me how to do this. And so they get cold and they drift away because the Bible just becomes a book that they're reading because they don't know that you can actually hear the Lord speaking to you. Okay? So this is what I'm getting in today is the, the actual keys. This is the simplest keys I'm going to give you today that you'll be able to hear what the Lord is saying. It's promised from God. He wants you to hear him. Let me tell you that learning to hear the voice of God will be a journey for the rest of your life. You'll always want to hear him more, more clearly, more accurately, and it's part of a journey. Sometimes you're going to hear more clearly than others, You'll, and oftentimes you won't know until the event has passed how well you heard. It's usually when you stop and look back, you're like, whoa, I totally heard you. Or you look back and you're like, ooh, I kind of missed that one. Or I didn't quite get what you were saying. I get it now, you know. So it, it's okay. That's part of the journey. He's, and I think the biggest mistake is that people expect God to, you know, be like, Cindy, I want to talk to you. <laughs> Step outside. No, you know, it's not going to be like that. And that is your biggest mistake is you're looking for an audible voice because that's how you're trained in this world. But that's not how the Spirit of God works. Not that he can't, but it's not how he does it on a normal day basis. So if you're hungry to hear God's voice, if you want to know, if you want to hear him speak to you today, by the time I'm done with it, you can go home, implement it, and you will hear God speak to you. Are you excited? Yeah. Not enough. We're moving on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Okay. So what I'm about to give you, these are not Cindy's suggestions, okay, or my keys. These are keys that are found all throughout Scripture. I just don't have time to go into all of them. But we're going to start today with one, I'm just going to focus on one main reference point, and that is in Habakkuk 2. It's in the Old Testament, under the H's. I'm just kidding. There's not alphabetical order. People, like, start scrolling through. Where are the H's? We're going to start with, a, it was a, he was a prophet. He could both see and hear, which means he could see visions, he could see what God is showing him, but he could also hear. Understand that a prophet has... A, a different level, but it's showing you what's possible, all right? So you can definitely expect to hear and see the Lord. So this is Habakkuk. So this is, he says, I will stand like a guard and watch. I will wait to see what the Lord will say to me. I will wait and learn how he answers my questions. 
The Lord answered me, write down what I show you, write it clearly, so that the message will be easy to read, that he may run who reads it, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. So I'm going to give you three keys today. Um, The first one, taking out of there, is quiet yourself in God's presence. That's number one. So what you see in this scripture, you can put the scripture back up there. It says, I will stand like a guard and watch. Think about what a guard does. If you were in the military at all and you had to stand on the guard post, it's where they stand, it's quiet. They're not on their cell phones. They're not chatting with their friends. There's nobody around. They're standing guard and they're looking, right? They're focused on what they're doing. They have a certain spot that they've gone to to be on guard. So in your own time, you need to find a place where you can be quiet with the Lord. Where can you quiet yourself down, even if it's for 10 or 15 minutes? A place, not in your car, unless you've driven your car somewhere and stopped it like by a lake or something. That's no problem, but not while you're driving. Um, If it's in your house, that's okay. But a place where you can have no distractions because the louder the distractions around you, the harder it is to hear his voice. And that's why you start to think he's not paying attention to you. He's not talking because you can't hear him over the distractions. So you make a special time. If you can, ideally in the morning, I know some people have different schedules, so if you're a night owl, that's okay. The reason I say the morning is better is just because it's before all the weight of the day comes. At the end of the day, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm so irritated. All right, Jesus, talk to me. You know, it's just because you've had a rough day, right? So ideally start before that, (laughs) where your mind and your heart is clear and clean and you're fresh. Um, And then you Find a spot, if it's a specific time, that's great, because God will honor that. If you say, 8 a.m., I'm going to meet you, Lord, well, God will show up every morning at 8 a.m. expecting you, because he wants that. More than anything is he wants a relationship with you, so he will show up if you make that time for him. Next thing it says, it says, I will wait to see what the Lord will say to me. He's saying, I will wait. So be comfortable. Be in a place where you can sit comfortably or Be comfortable so you can hear what's going to happen. Relax. Take some deep breaths. Calm yourself. This is a time where you want to try and start to literally calm your mind. Quiet your mind. Try and quiet all the stuff that's happening. If you, for me, I like to start by uh, praying in the spirit. If you can't pray in the spirit, that's okay. If you can't talk in tongues, then begin to thank Jesus, thank Father God, thank the Holy Spirit for everything that they've done. Just begin to put some thanks on your lips. So what you're doing is you're turning your heart towards the Father. Because now as I began to thank Him, my heart becomes filled with gratitude. I stop worrying about the cares of the world and I focus on Him. Each day it's different. Don't feel like you have to approach it the same way. It's not, it's not a, a mythology, okay? It's like, so maybe one morning I want to hear worship music. So I turn the worship music on and I worship first. And then if, stuff is, if I've got a lot on my head and my heart, I'm going to pray first. I'm going to kind of lay all my cares and my burdens on him. I'm like, God, I, I want to talk about this. I know you already know, but I need to talk about it, okay? So I'm going to unburden what's on my heart and my mind so I can hear what he wants to say. So that's okay. Start if you want to pray first and get that out and pray and then worship and then pray in the spirit, whatever. And then quiet yourself and make sure you have a notepad and paper. If you know the, oh, you've got to do this. Don't forget the kids. Don't forget this. You know, write that stuff down so you can go back to focusing. The Lord knows that you've got a life. He gets it. But just go back to focusing on the Lord. And then have a journal that you can write on, okay? 
Um, if you are a very analytical uh, person, that's you're just very analytical. You have you're not really necessarily the dreamer, whatever, means you're a left brain functioning. So left or right, right brain. So if you're a left brain functioning, you need to move from the reasoning side to the intuition side to do what we're about to do, to show you these keys. And it's very simple to do. If you're that way, turn on some worship music. Music is a key to switching sides of the brain to make the other side come alive and start to operate at a, at a stronger thing. So you turn on the worship music so you can switch sides of the brain so you can be more in tune. And now I quiet, I quiet my mind and I just begin to focus on Jesus. I turn my heart towards him. Now sometimes I might picture myself in heaven at the throne or other times you can picture yourself I'm sitting at the well with Jesus like the woman at the well and he's sitting there. Or if you're a guy, maybe you want picture yourself in the boat with the disciples, like you're one of the disciples and Jesus is sitting right there. And in, in these moments, um, wait, I don't want to get ahead of myself. People oftentimes, when you start talking about this stuff, some people will say, well, this sounds like new age. Okay, first of all, new age stole from the Bible. Okay, they didn't come up with manifesting. They didn't come up with meditating. None of them, it's all from the Bible. God says, uh, God, God says he meditates about you. That's what he says. He tells us to meditate all the time. I'm not, asking you to, I'm not asking you to empty your mind, which is what the New Age does, and they open it up to the demonic realm. I'm not asking you to empty your mind. I'm asking you to quiet your mind. I'm asking you to quiet, and I'm asking you to focus on God. Focus on Jesus. And let me tell you, if you think that a demon is going to come in while you're focusing on the Lord, you clearly don't know who Jesus is. Because God honors the fact that you've come to meditate, to have time with him, to honor that. Are you kidding that you think he would allow a demon to come in during that time? No, people. You got your little things. No, okay. It's not even in the same playing ground, okay? This is God Almighty, and He honors the time that you've set aside to be with Him. And He's going to fill you with His Spirit. You're not going to get nothing going on, all right? So, first key is quiet yourself in God's presence. Number keys two and three, I'm going to give you at the same time because I use them interchangeably. Key number two is look for vision or listen for flow. Now you're like, well, this is getting some weird stuff on Sunday morning. Here we go. And then key number three is going to be journaling. So as I said, remember that you and the Holy Spirit are one. Half the thoughts you're having most of the time are not even yours. They're the Holy Spirit's. Anytime you feel a, a sway of like, oh, I should call that person. Oh, man, I just feel like I should go up and give them 20 bucks for gas. Oh, I should, I should just stop and do that. I, half the time it's the Holy Spirit. Half the ideas that you get for your business are from the Holy Spirit. You know, there's so many things that the Holy Spirit is talking to you all the time. What you're doing is you're just going to be tuning into His flow. You're trying to figure out, you're trying to decipher between yours and His. So now you're just going to pay more attention to what's going on, trying to jump into the flow where He's always talking to you. You're not trying to force God to speak to you. You're not going, oh, well, I'm going to go here. You're saying that I'm going to just make God speak to you. No. God is talking to you all the time. He's just so excited that you're actually going to try and listen. So you sit down 
Now, there's two things. Like I said, vision and, 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 and writing the flows, two different things. One is just vision. So one is you use your imagination, whether you picture yourself talking with Jesus, and, and you talk to him, ask him questions or see what he wants to say. Or you just allow him to say, Lord, you know, you, you're, just so mag uh, you're just so magnificent. You're so, I just want to see what you've got for, for life or whatever it is that you, and you just see these um, pictures will become in your mind. Maybe it's you sitting talking to him and, and you're sitting at the well or you're sitting in the boat with the disciples and he'll just put his arm around you and just say, I'm proud of you. The, the interesting thing is you'll see how much he loves you when you do this. It is the number one thing that you'll be struck with is the love of God whenever you do either one of these two. So the one is you're allowing your imagination to go with the Lord to see what he's got. Maybe he'll show you the next step in business. Maybe he'll show you a ministry. Maybe he'll show you something. You're like, whoa, this is so cool. You want to try and allow those thoughts to just go. And you want to try and stop your logical brain from jumping in and going, okay, what? Seriously, we're going on a plane? Like, what, what do you mean? You know, just, just allow it the freedom to go. The... The way you're going to hear the Lord the most is this sec the, the third point is journaling. So what I would do is you take a, your step one that I'm going to give you, the easiest way to start this process, not to like be all over the place, but the easiest play, way to start this process, to train yourself, is what I want you to do is in the next few days or week, whenever you get a chance to do this, sit down. After you've prayed, you've quiet yourself. If, you're, if you type better than you write, then that's fine. You can type it. I just find it's easier to write. You're going to put your pen down and you're going to write your name, uh, you know, Cindy, dear Cindy. Now, I'm going to write a letter to myself from God, but I'm not writing it. Yes, I'm writing it with my hand, but I'm going to allow the words that come up in my spirit and I'm going to start writing. And I just say, thank you, Lord. Speak to me, whatever you want me to know. And here will come the words and they'll just come up before you can even think about it. Here come words up in your system. You've been carrying a lot, boom, and you start to write. And you'll just be like, whoa. And this is not the spirit taking hold of your hand. Again, we're not in new age, people, okay? You're fully writing. You're fully in control. But what you're doing is you're listening, and here will come the words. It'll sound just like your voice. It won't sound like, you know, some famous actor's voice in your head. It's going to sound just like your voice and your personality. <clears throat> and you just begin to write what he, what he, whatever he's saying to you. And you'll start to write. Two sentences in, you're going to be crying. Because what you're not expecting is the love, the affirmation, the encouragement from God that he's going to give you. The words that he will speak to your heart will melt you in seconds because you're like, I do not speak to myself this nicely. <laughs> like, I know, right? <laughs> so I know the difference between the voice of the Lord as he begins to speak. He will also, he'll never contradict his word. And most times you'll hear part of scripture within that word to you as he's beginning to speak to you. So I'll write, I'll write. I'm wiping away my tears as I'm writing. Suddenly, I, I, I'm like a little overwhelmed, right? So I'm like, ooh, okay, stop. You don't want to reread what you've just written because then your mind will want to make up the next sentence. Your mind loves to get involved. Okay, you're like, not now. So stop, look away, wipe your tears, catch your breath. If you need to pray again in the spirit for a minute, just pray and just say, okay, Lord, I'm ready. You can keep going. Boom, here come the words. And I'm telling you, actual words will come up in your spirit and you just start to write. And as they come in, as quick as they're coming, you're writing. Usually at least a full page. By the time you're done, you'll, you know, however he signs it off to you, he will. 
love Jesus, however he signs it off. It'll be the most remarkable. I know I gave my Bible college students this um, second year this assignment, but I never went into a lot of detail with it when I gave it to them. But it is the quickest way for you to hear the Lord speaking to you and the most accurate, and you will be blown away. Because when you're done, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, I just heard all of that. And what I mean is how he'll, he, he never contradicts him, the spirit, uh, his word. So if there's anything in there that, that's telling you to, you know, cause harm to somebody else or to sin or to go with your lustly flesh or whatever that might be, uh, it's not God, okay? So learn to distinguish that it must go according to the scriptures. And if you have any confusion, you can always... Uh, Share it with a spiritual advisor in your life, somebody who is a mentor, and say, hey, I, I wrote this. I feel like it's from the Lord. What do you think? Now, you don't want them to pull it apart every sentence. You just want them to say, yes, I sense the Spirit of God on it. Yeah, this sounds all accurate, you know, because it's going to mean more to you than to them anyway. But <clears throat> I'll give you an example out of one of the ones that I wrote just uh, recently. The Lord spoke to me. I want to hear. You can hear his wordage is not the way I would have said this at all. That's why I'm like, whoa, that's kind of cool. So just a portion of it. it says your heart soul and mind mind are mine you are strong and secure in me no weapon formed against you will cause any damage for you have formed yourself to me and so the weapons are aimed at me not you and I have already defeated them you are victorious right I would never have written out like that is cool can I take that for a sermon because that's good God you know but did you hear the, the terminology you have formed yourself to me the weapons are aimed at me not you I'm like what like that is so cool I've never I've always just been like yeah we, we transform our mind into the you know what I'm saying so when you hear it you're going to be like whoa God that's so cool I had now he's also given me wisdom now I have a different approach I see it differently I've gotten revelation from what he said to me I'm like wow okay that's so awesome. So God will give you direction. You can ask him questions. I would be cautious with certain questions. People don't ask, God, will I marry that person? Because there's another person's will involved, right? You can ask God, should I ask that person to marry me? He might say yes. She might say no. That's okay. Because God still says, that's in my will. Yeah, if you marry her, that's fine. She's Remember, good, acceptable, perfect will of God. God might say, yep, that's fine. You can ask her. He didn't say he guarantees the answer. The will is still in her, in her hands if she decides to yes or no, right? So be careful with questions like that. Don't ask God for dates and those kinds of things because anytime you start to try to foretell, future tell, the, you can get in waters. The reason why I tell you to start with the, the letter from God is because you're not, you don't have an agenda, like, God, whatever you want to say to me today, just say. And out will come the most encouraging, full of wisdom, whatever you actually need. God knows what's in the depths of your heart what you need today. And that's what will come out. At the end of a page, you're going to sit there and be like a wreck, first of all, sobbing your eyes out like a little girl, men. Because it is so profound. It is so beautiful when you hear it. And the reason I tell you to start with this is because then you start to learn that's what it sounds like. Oh, that's what his voice sounds like. Now you can start distinguish. The more, the often you do this, then you can start having an agenda. Lord, what about my business? No, and you just start to write. And here comes all this stuff coming out of you. Or what's my next steps or something like this. And, you, and so the more you do this, the more you'll begin to see, uh, you'll begin to decipher the difference between that's God's voice and my own. And now it starts to help you all day long. 
because now you've trained yourself. That's what it sounds like. You're in a conversation with somebody. You're talking, and the next minute you say something, and this happens to me all the time, and people that know me, I'll say, that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit. As it comes out of my mouth, I'm like, that wasn't me. That was the Holy Spirit. And they're like, whoa. And I'm like, yep, well, let's do it. That's God, you know, because I've learned to decipher what mine is and what's his. And it's not a, it's, this is, we're not 100% foolproof. We're still human, right? We're, we're, all, we're all on the journey here. So are we going to make mistakes? Of course you are. But you're, you're trying and you're working with it. And the Holy Spirit is just so thrilled that you're finally paying attention. Because now he can talk to you and uh, through you all the time. You'll be talking with a friend and you just suddenly go, oh, this and this and that. I feel like you, you need prayer for this and this and this. And they kind of look at you and you're like, whoa. And you're like, oh, yep, that's the spirit of God. So the more you train yourself to hear, the more you'll hear him all day long because he is talking all day long and he wants to help. And it's not just about you. Remember, the journey with God is about those around you walking in the ministry he's called you to, helping those around you. And if you can hear more clearly, you can help them more accurately. And, but it starts with you hearing it first. Because the most important thing for a relationship is intimacy. You've got to be able to hear the other person talk to you in an intimate way for you to feel connected. And that includes the men. You, the number one reason why Christianity becomes this cold thing or this box that you check off on Sundays is because they try so desperately, I want to have a relationship, but I can't hear this person talking to me. I don't feel it in my gut. Well, I'm telling you, if you do these three keys, you will hear the Lord speak to you privately, personally, in such a profound way. And you know that anytime you sit down and want to do it, God will speak to you. It'll change your whole walk with the Lord you will know that Jesus is close and that he wants to talk to you and that he, what's on his heart and how much he loves you. I'm telling you, it'll change your entire walk with the Lord. All right? So those are the three keys that I've given you today. Go ahead and stand with me today. I want to just close in some prayer. I want us all just to just take a, just take a moment and, and just focus on the Lord. The Holy Spirit's talked to you through this. He's given you keys. I want you to just turn your focus towards God, whether you just pray in the Spirit, um, whether you be, just begin to pray in the Spirit a little bit, just begin to thank Him. Just focus your thoughts on Him. If God, I want to hear your voice more clearly. I want to hear you. I want to know your voice. I, I don't want to, you know, my relationship to go by the side. I want to be able to, to hear you in every step, that every day, every step, God, whatever you've got for me, and then you just begin to pray. Pray in the Spirit. If you can't pray in the Spirit, then, you know, we, we can get you filled with the Holy Spirit. To speaking in tongues, not a problem. That's, that's a gift, but that just enables you to pray at a deeper place. So you just pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for making it clear that you want to have a, you want to communicate with us. God, what an honor. What an honor that you'd talk to your creation. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the ability to speak in a heavenly language, to draw close to you, God. I thank you for your word, Lord. I thank you for your rhema words, God, that bring life and encouragement and love to us, God. So when the Lord speaks to you like that, it's what you would call a rhema word. It comes alive in your heart. 
I just had a thought pop through my head, and it could be because somebody else is thinking it in here. Well, wouldn't you be, shouldn't that go in the Bible then? If God is speaking to you and you're writing it down and you're saying it's the voice of God, shouldn't that be in the Bible? No, because God, God was clear when he finished the Bible, this, my instructions, my promises, my prophecies, those are done. That's a sealed book. But he doesn't not stop talking because he wants to have a relationship with you. So what he's sharing with you is you personally. It's, it's how you walk in relationship to the Lord. It doesn't mean it needs to be written down in stone and, and followed by law. And also don't go get on the, the, don't swing to the other side where you say, well, God told me and that's all there is to it. And I'm not willing to, to back down off what he said. Realize that you're also fallible and you could also make mistakes and you could have written down the wrong thing. You're, you're an imperfect vessel, okay? But don't let the enemy rob you from intimacy with the Lord because of those thoughts. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your rhema. Thank you for being a, a living God that wants to communicate with us. Thank you, Jesus. We love you, Lord. We honor you, God. Thank you for these keys, Lord, to draw us closer because you don't want one to fall away. I thank you for that, Jesus. If I can have my ministry team come forward, please. As we dismiss the lights, as the lights, I'm looking at the lights. I'm like, it's a bit dark in here. Um, as we dismiss the service, um, if you need prayer for anything, if you, if you want to rededicate your life to the Lord, if you, uh, you want to be filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues, come down and find somebody. If you need healing or somebody to stand with you in faith for whatever, that's where the ministry team is down front. Please come down and... Uh, uh, pray with one of them. And then also we've got Pastor Mary down here. She'll be helping. I'm also available for questions for anybody with the Bible college. If you're thinking about it or if you've got somebody, remember they don't have to attend our church to come. So if you have a friend in town that wants to come, that's great. Uh, we have already 17 people signed up. So we're, we're starting tomorrow night, but it's the last minutes. All right. All right, everybody. We love you. Have a great week. Go and talk to the Lord and let him speak back to you this week. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys are dismissed. Thank you.